listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 1st of March. There are fears for hundreds of residents still unaccounted for in the worst floods on record in Lismore in northern New South Wales. Days of torrential rain has seen the Wilsons River rise to unprecedented levels at 14.37 metres, the highest since records began in 1870. Floodwaters rising so quickly, hundreds of residents were trapped in their homes or on their roofs with emergency services unprepared for the scale of the disaster. Well, I've been through the 54, 74, 89, nothing like this. Um, the water's still rising. My dog is stuck inside my house um, and it's an emergency. The Australian Defence Force is now helping in the massive rescue and recovery operation. Federal Nationals MP and Lismore local Kevin Hogan saying it's a catastrophic event. This is unprecedented. Um, we have people who are in houses who have normally never been flood affected in the history of the region. Um, so they are now surrounded by flood water um, and now have to be picked up in boats to make sure that they literally don't drown in their houses. So this is a severe situation. Further north and around 15,000 homes in 140 suburbs across southeast Queensland are still underwater this morning, with many schools also closed. Eight people have lost their lives so far. 40,000 homes remain without power, and experts say the floodwaters aren't expected to recede for a few days. Neil Kelso from the Queensland Emergency and Fire Service says the threat is far from over. Um, but going into the weekend or further into the week, um, we're expecting some more storms and uh, in the local area on Wednesday and Thursday, which may not affect the catchments that much, but will cause flash flooding in certain areas uh, across the southeast part of the state. Overseas now and explosions have been heard in Kyiv with air sirens ringing out across Ukraine's capital overnight as the Russian invasion continues. Meantime, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky says he has signed an application for the country's membership to the European Union. It comes as de-escalation talks between Russia and Ukraine have wrapped up on the Belarusian border this morning with no idea at this stage of any breakthrough. Ukrainian MP Kira Rydrick telling Channel 10 at this stage there's little hope of finding a peaceful resolution. We've been at war with Russia for the last eight years. We know the price of Putin's word. We understand that this is a technique where he tries to win some time to regroup because the truth is that he really planned to take Ukraine over one or two days. Well, we are strengthening ourselves as well. And Australia could impose further sanctions on Russia today, with Prime Minister Scott Morrison meeting with the National Security Council to discuss what more can be done. Here's Greg Barton from Deakin University. NATO is doing everything short of stepping into the conflict directly in Ukraine. That means um, sending in lethal force, sending in stinger missiles. Obviously, Australia is not in a position to make a big difference there, but we need to speak to NATO, work with our allies and see where we can make a difference. Let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. We return to New South Wales and weather warnings have now been issued for the greater Sydney region and the south coast as the rain bomb that devastated southeast Queensland and Lismore heads south. Our reporter, Sasha Barbagat, has more. 
Some relief further north, Tash, but now areas from the Hunter to the south coast of New South Wales are being warned to brace for flooding and damaging winds as a trough from the Coral Sea continues to bear down. But there is some reassurance from the Weather Bureau that things won't be as bad as what we've seen in Queensland and northern New South Wales. However, a severe weather warning is in place for some parts. The main area of concern is south of Newcastle and uh, just north of Eden at the moment. Uh, We do have a severe weather warning out for those uh, heavy rainfall and also risk of damaging winds as well. Grace Legg from the Weather Bureau there. Rainfall totals of more than 200 mils are being forecast along with wind gusts exceeding 90 kilometres an hour which are expected to develop from Wednesday. And to South Australia, and there's been a concerning increase in viruses linked to mosquito bites, prompting a serious warning from the state's health authorities. Our reporter, Sean Maynard, has the details from Adelaide. Yeah, that's right, Tash. In the past month, there's been at least seven cases of acute encephalitis with all those infected needing to be hospitalised and sadly, there's been one death. Symptoms include confusion, headaches and neck stiffness. And while 77 Ross River cases have been reported this year compared to 48 at the same time last year, the uptick is being blamed on the current La Nina weather pattern. And Dr Chris Lee at SA Health has these tips on how to help prevent them. Repellents that contain products like picaridin, because those are the ones that are known to be effective. Wear light-coloured, loose-fitting, long clothing when you're going out. Make sure that your fly screens are intact to protect your family and also monitor mosquito breeding sites around the home. Yeah, it's not just SA either. Farmers in Victoria have also been placed on high alert. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. An extraordinary response to Russia being kicked out of the International Swift Banking Network. Tash, good morning. Yes, of course, that was the big news over the weekend, but the ramifications are only just now becoming completely clear. And it is pretty universal. We've seen some huge changes. The first one, of course, the largest single day drop in the Russian ruble, the currency against the US dollar literally ever because of these sanctions. We've also seen the Moscow Stock Exchange remain closed. And of course, we know that there's a big economic impact in terms of commodity prices. We know that they are going to really struggle to get oil, to get gas and get wheat out of the country. This is a really, really big deal. What was mooted as potential has come to pass and remains to be seen how much economic pressure is put on Russia. But the numbers themselves are astonishing. Scott, as we know, it's a human tragedy, humanitarian crisis unfolding right now in Ukraine. The economic impacts we already know back here in Australia, it's set to have an impact on already skyrocketing petrol prices. But now there are other concerns, especially with inflation. Yeah, look, and this is really important too. I'm glad you mentioned that because doing the finance segment on such a huge issue is really secondary or tertiary to the main issues, of course, but that's what we're here to do. So we will do that. But the humanitarian issues always come first. Economically, as you say, the impact on inflation, we've talked about oil prices before, of course, that remains an ongoing problem. And frankly, it's going to get worse because of the fact that supply becomes constrained. If Russia can't make those trades easily, can't sell its oil and get that money. But it's not just oil, of course, it's gas as well. And it's wheat. Russia is responsible for about $1.09 worth of global wheat trade. 
as that gets restricted as well, it puts prices up. Now, that's great news, by the way, for our farmers who are overdue for some good news and even for our oil drillers who are going to make some money as well. But as you say, the inflation impact is really significant. And at a time when the world, remember the US has 7.5% inflation, our inflation rate closer to 3%, but that's ticking up. When we could look at that impact and then overlay the fact that this supply concern is really going to have a massive impact on prices, it's not just going to be in Russia where those sanctions are felt, the impact of those. There are going to be issues, of course, here at home, probably justifiable, maybe even ones we should be happy enough to absorb because we're doing the right thing in Ukraine, but it doesn't come without those costs, unfortunately. Massive day in the business and finance world. Thanks so much, Scott. Sure is. Thanks, Tash. For sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett, we start with breaking news with FIFA announcing further sanctions against Russia. Yes, good morning, Tash. That's right. They have suspended Russia from all major competitions. So their place in this year's World Cup is now in major doubt because they've got World Cup playoff matches next month. Uh, including against Poland, who had refused to play Russia. So that will not go ahead. And it doesn't stop there. Their women's teams were due to play in the Euro 2020 competition. That's now been called off. And UEFA, who's in charge of uh, soccer in Europe, have also kicked Russian teams out of the European Champions League. FIFA uh, came under fire uh, over the weekend for not going far enough um, in terms of their sanctions for Russia. They were going to let them compete under a different name without their flag and on neutral turf. But now they've gone one step further and if they're out of the World Cup, that's a, a massive story. Yeah, absolutely it is. An Australian cricketer, Brett, has received a death threat ahead of the Test Series against Pakistan. This is really serious. Yeah, Ashton Agar's partner received a social media message uh, warning that the all-rounder should not travel to Pakistan or he would risk uh, not returning. Now, Cricket Australia and the Pakistan Cricket Board reacted swiftly to this. Their combined government security forces looked into it, found that it's not a credible threat and believes it came from a fake Instagram account. But, uh, yeah, it's certainly not what they want to be talking about with the Test Series just a few days away. The first Test starts on Friday. Mm, and tennis has a new men's world number one. Novak won't be happy. No, Novak is no longer uh, the number one player in the world on the ATP Tour. 361 weeks it held at uh, the top ranking. He's been booted by um, another villain of the Tour, that is Daniil Medvedev, who is now number one. He's the first outside of the big four of Djokovic, Nadal, Federer and Murray to occupy the top spot since 2004. That is a hell of a long time. So Daniil Medvedev making it to the final of the Aussie Open, losing to Rafa Nadal is now the number one player in the world. Yeah, love tennis. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And some major Australian bottle shops have pulled Russian vodka off the shelves in response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. It comes after pleas for a boycott on Russian-made alcohol and other imports from the Australian-Ukrainian community. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.